home building and remodeling show. Let's go. Welcome everybody to the home building and remodeling show. My name is Chris Kirby and I'll be your host. I am the owner of three construction companies on the Alabama Gulf Coast. The show is about residential construction. We're going to cover topics of home building and remodeling. Are you thinking of doing a remodel or building a home? Are you a contractor looking to improve your knowledge base or grow your business? Have you ever done a remodel project or built a home? There were so many things you wish you knew or that you could have done differently during the process. Then this show is for you. We break down the process of building and remodeling and how to have the best results during your project. Whether you're a DIYer looking for tips, someone looking to hire a contractor to do a project, or a contractor looking to expand your knowledge base or your business. Welcome aboard. Glad to have you. Stay tuned. We kick off the show with my thoughts on home building and remodeling. I'll share best practices and talk about some of our experiences in business and out in the field. These shared thoughts and lessons learned are meant to help you on your very own journey. Let's go. I know for me, anytime that I'm watching a show or listening to a podcast, I have to make sure that what I'm hearing, I can relate to. So the only way that I know to do that is to be open and transparent. Just like we are in our business, I want to be open and transparent on this show. I'm not going to sell you bunch of, a bunch of success stories. It's just not the reality. So we're going to talk about strategies to make sure that you develop long-term success. And if you're interested in growing your business as far as not just your income and revenues, but as far as growing a team, that's what this show is about. There's not a straight line to success. There's so many uh, bends and curves. And a part of this show is going to be the reality check that some of us need, uh, even myself included, every day. One of my friends just put it to me on a on a social media post. He said, you know, you can't take the elevator at first. You've got to take the stairs. And I can relate to that. And uh, that's that long term success builder. You know, by taking the stairs the first day, it's hard. You're tired. Why do you want to take the stairs? But day after day, that climb becomes a little bit more easy. And so as you take the stairs more, you're able to go up without a problem. You're able to go up the stairs quicker. And over time, you're building your strength. You're building resilience. And that absolutely creates long-term success, not short-term success, not the overnight success. Because a lot of what you read and a lot of what you see, you can pick up nuggets from these books, from these podcasts, from watching TV, from watching shows. You're going to pick up the nuggets. And those little nuggets help you And guess what? The more of those you have, the more successful you'll be. And now we move into Shop Talk. It's the portion of the show where I bring in a co-host and we cover trending topics in home building and remodeling. Hope you enjoy. Let's go. I want to move forward and talk about being a project manager, right? So in addition to estimating, you still are going to do one to two houses. You've done three or four with us now as a project manager. You just closed out a pretty pretty tough one. And I wanted to kind of talk about that because now you've experienced the fire. You've experienced being that project manager and dealing with the clients and 
trying to navigate getting I don't know there there's got to be a thousand literally a thousand decisions during the process of home building especially custom home building with all the different details and questions you have to answer so how does it feel to navigate that stuff now that you're kind of on this side and you've got a couple of home builds under your belt as a project manager i would say that each step of the the build has its own challenges sure especially dealing with shortages that we were dealing with right you might have to make a decision on the fly where you are going to use this particular product it's not available for six eight weeks so we have to make a a change you might have a subcontractor that's he may be 12 weeks out or six sure. weeks out, whatever yeah. you're needing to get to this phase now. Yeah. So you may have to pick a, a different sub. All so, of those things factor into it. Yeah. And I, I would say one of the things that people have to realize is the builder is going to use subcontractors for multiple different things in the job. And that subcontractor, now you have some that play nice. They'll look out for each other, right? The framer and and stuff. They're going to make sure they line this thing out correctly for the plumber. And the plumber's going to make sure they don't get into attrition's way and all these different details that that kind of matter when you're doing a build. But the bottom line is the home builder, right? Us, the project manager, Kirby Holmes, we're looking out for the total build. Correct. Your your subs and, and vendors are looking out for their portion, right? But we're looking out for the total build. And so the type of subs that you employ or that you partner with to do these builds matter a ton. Correct. So tell me about some experiences, something that may help uh, the people listening to the show. Tell me about, you know, what would you recommend if you're a, if you're a new builder, just getting started, a new contractor, even on projects, because this applies to remodeling as well. But if you're looking at doing a project, right, we use subs on both sides, Kirby Homes and Kirby Custom Renovations. We both have, they both have subcontractors that we use as far as plumbing, electrical, and sometimes they're the same, right? We use them on home builds and we use them on remodels. But like you said, our pro- we would, I would say we have multiple sets of subs, but we always have that primary sub, our go-to person, right, in each category. And if they cannot get to one job or the other quick enough, then we will use other subcontractors. And sometimes they're brand new to our company, right? They may not be new to the area, but they're new to our company and it may be our first time. So you're dealing with somebody you haven't worked with. It's construction, it's it's work. You're going to have people that you run into that they said they could do something and they really can't. We see it when we employ people, but also as subs, right? Some of our subs can get themselves in trouble by taking on more. We're just kind of like, well, let's give them that shot. And we will always fix what they mess up. So don't get it wrong. We're not going to just let it go. But as a project manager, I mean, you've seen it, right? Correct. And when you're building a house, I mean, and, and dealing with subs, like everything else, there's different levels of quality. Sure. And you're going to have a sub that would work for, a, say, a production builder. Yeah. They have, they crank the same house out, say, 
15, 20 times. And I am not knocking anybody because there are levels to production builders, right? You really do have some really fine homes built by production builders. But a lot of times, these track homes, these production homes, they are for clients and they may be under contract and they need to close and move to the next. And just, they are punching them out. And again, when you're dealing with a production home, you're dealing with repetition. Yes, it's so repetitive. The quality is there sure. for that repetitious product. Yeah. So when you're building the same house, you get a feel for boom, what it's going boom, to take, boom. Yeah. how it's going to apply. When you're dealing with a custom home, you're dealing with something that's totally different. Absolutely. And that definitely factors in, and it can create some issues as far as how some things are done. I hate to say it, but that blow and go mindset is, well, listen, I've got to do, you know, you you get a sub that wants to come and work for a custom builder because we do tend to pay a little bit better, right? And so they can usually get a, a better price per square foot from us, from a custom builder than on the production side, sometimes double or maybe even more than double. But... It takes a minute to, to get them out of the blow-and-go mindset. It's, it's custom. It's not a quick job. We take our time. We do it right. Yep. Different things like that because, and I know you love this, on the back end, you've got a thing called a punch list. Correct. <laughs> and uh, we have all, if you're a contractor and you've been in business for any amount of time, you have all had the never-ending punch list. And one of the hardest things to navigate sometimes is how to properly close out a project or a home build with a client considering the punch list. And there are parameters to how these things work, but what would be your biggest piece of advice or tip when it comes to not, not just the contractor doing the punch list for the client but also the client like there has to be some realistic expectation and you can't really get hung up at the end on two bad paint spots or something like that right when you've built this immaculate beautiful home you've made a thousand decisions to get this thing built into the finish line and you've got people in there with a spotlight that that is not a realistic expectation yes it's a custom it should be quality you should get what you paid for however you have literally just took a piece of raw land and put a, a custom home on it nice home on it you've you've made a thousand decisions to put this puzzle together Okay, and at the end of the day, the house is going to settle, the wind's going to blow. So the expectation for a punch list has to be agreed upon in the very beginning. Yes, it should be in your a part of your contract. What would you suggest to a the contractor and b the client when it comes to a punch list? Well, at the end of the day, like you talked about earlier, is you're dealing with products that are not perfect. Yeah. You're never going to find an absolutely straight two before, especially if you're dealing with something on a longer stretch. Sure. So this is going to create imperfections. And there, there are ways that we, as builders, do our best to minimize 
to the best of our abilities. Sure. Those imperfections. Yeah. That being said, you're never going to eliminate 100% of those imperfections. And, there, and I'm glad you said eliminate because here's the thing. There's a difference in eliminating perfections and hiding imperfections. Right. And, and we don't do that. So, of course, you're going to see a spot or two out of, you know, let's just say a thousand square foot. If you've got a one inch bad spot of paint, okay, it's not half the house. It's not, you know, so that's where I think people get caught up. They're like, oh, I've got one one ugly spot over there. And, you know, you spend time, you touch it up, you fix it. But you got to realize that. You just had an entire home built. Everything in this house looks great, right? You're happy everywhere else. Please don't kill the builder over a handful of uh, Yes, please understand. And and I know for us, once we get through with a home build, you get, you get the certificate of occupancy. They can move in. But we also have a, a one-year warranty, right? We do have a 10-year structural warranty but a, a one-year uh, warranty and so we're not we're not saying move in we're done you got your certificate we're, we're saying realistically you're you're our client forever but especially for the next year during the warranty period because there may be failure items that you know come up when when you finally move in the home and it settles and you know you go through your first winter or you go through your first summer or whatever it may be Correct. um and we honor that warranty so just make sure that as the, as the remodeler or builder um, that you are setting an expectation of standards you, you keep your standard high but don't fall victim to the never-ending punch list. Make sure that you clarify specifically how the flow of the build is going to go, and then at the end, how the how you're supposed to work through a punch list together with the client to meet their expectations. Correct, and that's all that boils down to is transparency. It does before you even start. Uh, if you lay out that expectation or, or that the how that punch list is going to go going through a couple builds i've learned a lot about that particular portion is the client does have the opportunity Absolutely. to walk through the house but how that client walks through the house and what is going to be adjusted or addressed those is that's where you're going to have to be very transparent in the beginning on how that's going to be handled. Sure, absolutely. Otherwise, you are going to be doing the, the never-ending. The never ending yeah, absolutely, and absolutely. I found myself in that a couple times where we did a punch list, and we come back, and we did another punch list, and we did come back and did another punch yeah. list. And, that, and it's very, that's where it's like, okay, for you know six months seven months eight months whatever the time frame is it takes to build build these homes you know they've been super happy and then you get down to the end and they're ready to move in and ready to be done and you're ready to move on from the build and you know so it can become an issue where you've had this great project the flow was great and you come down to the punch list and it gets to where 
it becomes a conversation daily about trying to close out and move on. So just make sure that, you know, as a contractor, you do have a standard. You talk to the to the homeowner. You keep your standard and meet your expectations. And then you have to make sure the client understands, like, here is a realistic expectation. Because let me tell you, when it comes to uh, punch lists, I've been through quite a few just punch outs production and 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 on our side especially and i would say that we hold our our standards pretty dang high but you know we do not cover up and we don't do the blow and go and we may do a quick build but it's going to be efficient and it's going to be fortified and it's going to be quality so you're never going to have a structural issue with our home but you know what? We're not perfect. There may be an imperfection. We'll do our best to fix it. But at the end of the day, when you're doing a project that large of scale, there's going to be onesie twosies. And all you can do is try hard. And so set the tone with the client from the beginning that, yeah, we're going to do our best. It's going to look good. You're going to have a, a happy, healthy home. However, we can't catch everything right and and to the people saying no it's going to be perfect i will build you the perfect home or i will catch everything sometimes you cannot match the client's expectations no matter what you do so be prepared for it understand that it happens and know that it happens to all of us and and that you know the best thing that you can do is draw that line in the sand and kind of move forward and and hope that the clients that you're dealing with you can't pick your clients out right they picked you but you can't pick them and you know what you never know what you're getting into until you get you know to a tough part of the build then you know exactly who your builder is and how the client's going to respond and we try to talk about that during pre-construction that there are going to be some sort of a delay some sort of adversity during the build right because you don't know what we've got going on on our lives and we don't know what they've got going on during theirs so that not only is it going to be a reflection of the build process and weather delays or something like that but it could be very well that they're having a tough time and some of that may come out so you have to be kind of emotionally intelligent as a builder and understand how to let them vent sometimes that's okay too professionality comes into play right here absolutely when you're talking with a customer how you present the situation or how you listen and let them vent yeah and it may be as simple as hey i see this i don't think it's up to the expectation of of what i'm looking for and it may be as simple as, I understand that you've seen us try to fix it multiple yeah. times. This is probably as best as we can do it. Sure. And by, by a simple professional explanation, it removes that explosive 
Yeah. The thing is, we're all human. Right. And so if you spend time talking to them, they're mostly going to understand. And we've had some wonderful clients. So I would say pretty much all the clients we built for, no matter what happened, adversity, delays, any of that, it just it is a very hard thing to build a house for both sides and uh, it, it gets tough during times there's going to be something that comes up but for the most part if you know we're all human we make mistakes but if we talk to them um, and you know give them input and buy into the process and respect their decision making and respect that they're gonna they're gonna kind of understand what's going on and that's all they're looking for correct you know you're never going to accomplish anything by by being aggressive absolutely i agree that's the first point i would say is uh, i mean you always got to listen to the client yeah and just let them vent if they can get it off their chest a lot of times you've just about resolved the situation absolutely and then if you if you make an effort to to do what what you can within your parameter or your power to rectify the situation that's all they're looking for got it even if you meet them halfway sometimes it may be a case where hey i don't agree with how you build me for this okay let's talk about this how about we meet you halfway yeah you've resolved this oh yeah i'm I'm good with that well i don't want to get too far into talking about the billing and change orders because that's a whole nother episode that we'll get into uh i want to close this out today i appreciate you guys watching uh this was pete's first episode but it is definitely not his last he's truly a professional and i am glad to have him on our team and uh, he's very intelligent and i'm sure he's gonna give you some good nuggets in the future as well so all right i appreciate you guys thanks Thanks for joining us today. As always, we are grateful for our listeners and your continued support. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media via Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Get more info at our website, www.thehomebuildingshow.com. And as always, remember who we are, the Home Building and Remodeling Show. (laughs) 